It's 11.58 on the 9th of February, which means I better start recording in the universe. That is the one in which I sing poorly. Hello, universe. How you been? I, uh, I went back to work today after four days off. Yay. Boo. I don't know. Yay, boo, right? It's a yay, boo. Uh, four days off in a row, especially when you took like, I didn't take three years off, but I basically did. Um, four days in a row is, it, it's a healthy time off. Yeah, I like that gap. I think that's the perfect gap because you'll always spend at least one of those days being productive on stuff that needs to get done. You'll always spend at least one of those days being completely, totally relaxed and, uh, and in the moment with your time. You'll always spend one of those days having some sort of interaction with people who matter. And then that fourth wildcard day, hopefully you spend that one productively in whatever capacity needs it the most. Or you've got enough of a gap to really take some time away and go somewhere. So why don't we have three days on, four days off all the time? Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, I'm not really here to talk about that working uh, relationship we have in our enslavement to the man. But um, I am here to somewhat talk about work because tonight, and I realize I haven't renamed him. So in renaming him, I think the only fair thing to rename him is Ziggy. And <clears throat> uh, Ziggy is um, somebody who now I realize uh, I missed at work. I told you earlier that I'm definitely better in a working environment, which I'm co-oping, at least I don't have to be working a project with somebody, but I'm, I, I need co-workers, active co-workers, not co-workers working 40 feet away across the room that I can see. Two people in the department working together, doing something, cooperating to get a list of shit done, whatever. I do better in that environment. I just appreciate the camaraderie of, of co-work. And uh, so having him back after a COVID interruption uh, was great. And I realized I really like him. He's just a good guy. Um, and today I called him the mirror opposite of me. Ironically, we have exactly opposite initials. We have, uh, uh, there's some other mirror opposites, but we also went to the same high school, which believe it or not is, a, is unusual because of the gap that that school was closed um, and reopened in a different capacity and then opened again as a high school. I, there's just been a, a, a history of, of that high school having uh, hiccups along the way that means I don't have a whole lot of, uh, of uh, uh, what is that? Your alma mater are the people you graduate with, so what are the people that also went to your school? They are your, shit, I don't even know. And that, frankly, is how good the atomic cocktail is. It's so, like spaced out it couldn't be named better um and i'm glad i only have one gram of it because wow does it make you dumb so expect some dumbness some stupidity and some what's that one word for you know that thing we all use when we sit at a table it's not a kneeling oh yeah yeah it's a chair a chair totally chair well if this is the kind of thing that really drives me nuts, I would say hit the pause button, stop button, hit the button, whatever it is. But eject now while there's still some sky that you can jump into. Because this plane may crash and burn.
because what I wanted to talk about tonight was how important it is to be open to hearing people give you good advice or criticism that you need to hear. And um, and I've never really been very good at this. And I know I've been so bad at receiving criticism, even compliments. Honestly, I do not like to be told anything other than that's how, that's how we wanted it done or good job or, or that'll work. Um, I don't want any more dialogue than that. And I, and I never want somebody to help me try to figure stuff out. Like, that's my job. I don't want you interfering there. And yet, as I have admitted, as much as I can honestly and earnestly and in good faith help other people who I can see in jams, either mentally, emotionally, or not really financially. I am not someone to advise you there. But I'm just talking about, like, I can see people gummed up in this sort of angst of self-doubt or self-loathing um, that can be oftentimes just perspective-related. And when I see those, I can help people flip out of that oftentimes with just a simple uh, opportunity to rethink. I'm trying to do this with uh, Zebra currently. That's it. I never wanted this kind of help. So when I got it and, I, and it was needed, I was never very good at receiving it. And I think this is ultimately what drove a wedge between my father and, my, and me is he was he needed to tell me some things and he was the last person I was going to let the universe tell me those things so it in in my obstinance in that in that in those roles uh, he was doomed to to suffer and I don't know why I had to be a dickhead <laughs> I don't know is it that Establishing your own territory, getting out of your parents' uh, orbit, is it, is it just, you know, trying all variants to see what boundaries really exist and which ones you can push the furthest? Or is it just growing up? Or is it just not growing up? I don't know. But it's, uh, it's, also, it's also not fair to just insert uh, needed advice when needed advice is clearly needed. I mean, truly, if you're a good advisor, if you're somebody who's bringing somebody uh, um, opportunities to rethink things and improve possibly their perspective on something that's causing them trouble, you, you can't just flip that switch, especially if it's something that's that's really in, intrinsic. Then you then you just have to massage it out of there. Then you have then you and you especially have to push the perimeter uh, softly uh, to let the, the real core uh, expose itself to being, um, to being worked on. Much like a truly great masseuse. You know, uh, when I was playing poker all the time, uh, I got a lot of massages sitting in a poker chair. The tension of poker is, is more than, than uh, anybody who who has not played, uh, you know, a hundred hours a week uh, at a time can imagine. So massages are the counterpoint to that, to the, to the point that you'll sit in a poker room and most of them have a masseuse wandering around 
for five dollar chips but the the variety of massages i've had i mean it goes from terrible to terrific to therapeutic to athletic to um never erotic and i was offered that once and i turned it down and only once though and i've had a lot of massages like i'm a white male american like why was i not with no wedding ring on maybe that's why i don't know maybe they all thought i was gay i don't know like i never even had somebody like inappropriately touch me except one time um but for all the other massages i had really i was always looking for a good massage so i don't care that there was no uh uh you know <laughs> uh extracurricular activity that's fine but one massage stands out as the best massage i ever received and it was so good that this woman's she had this almost uh, all i can describe it is is imagine raindrops on your back at the perfect pressure to release tension across your back and it's all 10 of her fingers moving at the speed of a of a concerto pianist and it was i've never had anybody else use this technique i've tried to duplicate it on people they're all like Ugh. i don't even know what she did and sh her shot closed down <laughs> like it closed down a month or two after i had her massage and i was going back there the very next time for sure and when I went back and, the, and it was no longer there, I tried to find her. I even went looking on like, like massage review sites. <laughs> like I knew her name was Lucy or whatever. Ah, I never found her again. So um, oddly enough, after that, I've kind of quit getting massages. I do have a massage chair in my living room, which if you have never experienced that, that is also fantastic. As someone who has back pain from playing way too much golf in my life, the massage chair is a needed accessory in life, pathetically. But why am I talking about this? Because these are the links I've gone to try to get to the deepest shoulder pain that sits in my back right shoulder. Nobody's ever gonna work that out. It is something I have to live with. Just like ultimately Zebra's gonna have to live with his love, thirst, compulsion to be on something for it to matter. The point is, it doesn't even matter. The fact that you, you, you're just one step away from understanding that if you have to have action on something to watch it. All you need to admit is that you don't want to watch it. And then you can get away from all of it. Um, but why I'm bringing all this up is because uh, Ziggy is somebody who um, who can teach me a lot. And I recognize that. And I think these are the things now that make me feel wise. I never would have even been looking at Ziggy as somebody who had something to teach me until four or five years ago. And now I can see that there's a lot there to learn. And in, in many ways, this is why I say, you know, what are you, what are you doing chasing down material wealth? What are you doing looking for anything to do with a better blender or any of that stuff? Why aren't you looking around you and seeing what treasure is standing right in your orbit that you don't even realize? And by that, I mean people. Do you know how wonderful human beings are? Do you have any idea? Well, if you don't, go knock on your neighbor's door and say hi. I mean it.